Guru Nation, welcome to episode 448 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I discuss Regeneron's uh, stock price. We actually, this is a special clinical scoop edition. So if you're listening right now and you didn't know, I have another podcast with uh, this cast of characters that you're about to hear, Dr. Al Jazeerly, Chris Sabra, and Monica, where we discuss weekly kind of what's going on in research. We look at clinicaltrials.gov. We look at new treatments on the market, maybe new things that have been approved or new studies that are getting started. And we analyze the science and the business behind uh, the drug as well as the opportunity to do the research study. So in this particular one, we're looking at Regeneron. We're looking at their pipeline and we talk about Trump's monoclonal antibody cocktail. And this one has actually been uh, watched. The video has been watched by some sites that are actually working on this study. And I've reached out and they've expressed interest to actually do interviews. So this is, uh, I'm really excited with the clinical scoop, what we're doing. So hopefully you find some value and go on whatever podcast platform you're on search for clinical scoop and subscribe as well so you don't miss out links in the show notes patreon channel it's only five bucks a month and we do monthly masterminds with people all across life sciences we also have weekly videos where we talk about how to utilize digital marketing to increase your opportunities uh, also in the show notes we have the cra academy we have the crc academy we have the site services if you're interested in getting more studies for your site or maybe you're interested in starting a site just text me 949-415-6256 and without be with all that being said thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoy this episode take care this is dan Farah. i've got dr al jazeerly i've got monica quitiva and i've got chris sauber all on the same call it's like a heaven right now these <laughs> minds four minds you know we just put them all together we're going to talk about uh monoclonal antibody we're going to talk about the Regeneron, the whole Regeneron mono, monoclonal antibody cocktail. And we're going to analyze a story here about COVID. We're going to look at the stock for Regeneron. Uh, we're going to click no thanks with ads. We're going to look at the stock price. We're going to look at, and I haven't looked at the stock price, guys. I don't own Regeneron. Uh, we're going to look at three studies going on right now with this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm also going to close my email so we can't see who emails me. And uh, before we start, I want to do a disclaimer. This is not financial advice. This is not medical. God forbid this is not medical advice. Uh, we just had a dog on the videos la- yesterday. So this is not medical advice and not financial advice. It's just news. It's for people sharing their personal opinion. I don't even know what these other three people's opinion is on these things. Uh, sometime I don't even know my own. So we, we this, don't take this as advice. It's entertainment and it's hopefully you get some knowledge from it and do some research on your own, most importantly. And if you're a clinician, you're already in the space or you're somebody thinking about getting into research, we're going to analyze these three studies that you see here on clinicaltrials.gov and we're going to get into, uh, because we do this every week, you know, what we would think as a site if we were to do this study, what are some of the challenges? And we're also going to incorporate some news stories from the Regeneron stock because we're going to look at the Regeneron stock and see what the chart looks like. Uh, it is very, very, very nice uh, of you always, Dan, as 
Usual. Um, I'm, I'm a medical oncologist. I practice in Los Angeles. I'm very interested in research. I have my own research company, and I have uh, been uh, doing it for the last uh, almost like 15, 20 years in research. And me and Dan and Chris and Monica, we all friend. We do research. We talk about research, and we help to improve the research. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you very much. And we're going to get into the studies you, you showed, but just to give people an idea. So at the beginning of the year, Regeneron, obviously COVID was not uh, in anybody's reality in the beginning of the year. Regeneron was at $373 a share. And now on October 14th, uh, 2020, it's 600. And in the last, when did Trump do this study? Like mm-hmm. around the last week, it spiked here to 614 okay so that's not that much different than what it was Mm -hmm. oh no october 5th 609 that's i think that's when trump got sick and started taking the drugs so look at that spike from 563 to 606 in a day like over and in maybe a weekend because it happened on the weekend so -hmm. from friday till monday Okay, and then he got better, like within three days, and we're going to talk about why. But Dr. Al, why? Uh, what is a monoclonal antibody? Can you help us uh, understand this better? Hey, uh, actually, this uh, regimen uh, uh, antibodies is kind of unique because uh, they it's not uh, it's like some kind of antibody that to engulf the virus to stop it from uh, hooking into the cell and attacking it, okay? And if you, if I've been reading about the history of this and it's, it's done one time in the past for Ebola, but now they're having it in different way, but because Ebola virus, when they first started it, they have the virus start developing some uh, immunity for it. And now with uh, this uh, uh, SARS or COVID-19 virus, they, tested like almost 7,000 antibody for different spikes on the virus. And they found that like two of them that will be, and they, they choose two of them because they said if, if the virus is going to develop resistant to one of these spi- uh, antibody spikes, we have the other one as a backup for that, which is kind of unique and kind of uh, neat way of doing it. So they injected to the, uh, to the, to the subject that's infected uh, positive with COVID-19 and try to see what the effect of it in reducing the recovery uh, time and improving the uh, symptoms of the patient and what the comparing to the placebo or the one that have been doing nothing. And so far, the study in phase one and two has been doing good, but uh, also the result of the study that's published on the website of the company today, actually, mm-hmm. they're saying there's like about 45% uh, response rate. We get to see what's in the pipeline because you see they have different, it's not just this study. Regeneron's a huge company uh, or a very successful biotech company even before COVID, right? But most people mm-hmm. don't know about it un- because, until COVID. That's why it became a household name with Donald Trump being a, uh, the compassionate use case for them. But look, in December 2015, this was a $544 stock, right? So It's been very stable. 
Yeah, it's been extremely stable. It dropped in September 2019 to 277. Would have been a great time to buy, and then it spiked. But this is their pipeline. They have in phase one uh, something for cancer, an antibody for cancer. They have solid tumor antibody. They have an antibody for B-cell malignancies. These are all phase one. Platinum-resistant ovarian cancer. I mean, they have a lot of stuff for cancer in phase one. Everything that they're doing except birch allergy. Um, multi-dose. This is the multi-antibody therapy. Is this this is the cocktail, right? That we're that Trump got. Yeah, Dad. You know what's interesting about this company? Back in 1988, when they started, they started with antibody for neurological symptoms, and now they're still producing antibody. They are the specialized company in antibody for different type of diseases. Wow. Now they're going to oncology. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's just. The one who started it, like a neurologist and immunologist, both of them. Wow. And that's why they interested. That is interesting. interesting. I didn't know anything about this company until just a few weeks ago with Trump. Because on LinkedIn, I see a lot of things about Trump, compassionate use. Does anyone have a problem with him receiving this drug that nobody else no. in the world received? I, I, for a couple of my patients, I have to call the NCI and order some kind of medication for compassionate use or call the company and ask them for compassionate use. You have just to fill out some forms and uh, make sure that the patient agrees with that mm-hmm. and then you can administer it. So I've been using compassionate use medication for some of my... So would would John or Jane off the street corner be able to get what to Trump got? Yes. Yeah? Yes, if they, if they agree on it and... They can get it through clinical trial if they go to a center that runs the clinical trial, or they can get, get it as a compassion use. Okay. Yeah, but now Regeneron was saying they weren't, they're weren't limited in supply for their study. So this one, it's combination therapy. They're comparing it with placebo. This is the phase one uh, for, uh, let's see if this is healthy volunteer or people with COVID. Pa- pa- patients with COVID, so they're actually doing a placebo right? It's placebo Uh controlled. So the the debate with Donald Trump was he's the only person in the world to get the compassionate use for this cocktail right now because it's such short supply. Everybody else is doing a study. I personally don't have a problem with it. He's the leader of the free world. I think he deserves special treatment. Um, I don't care what party, you know, you're affiliate with is the president. I mean, you, how do you not give him or her, if it was a woman, the cocktail compassion. I, I agree with everything but, but, you're saying. Sorry, go ahead, Dr. L. But look at the other, uh, other, other part. If this vaccine is not studied well and as the medication now for AstraZeneca that they causing some unexplained sickness in the patient. How are you going to justify it? So that's where I was going to go. I was going to say, you know, I, I take no issue with the president getting this, even if most people have no access, but, but it's not well researched as of exactly. yet. So why are they get? it kind of dumbfounds me on why they would have given it to him to begin with. It tells me that his symptoms were more than just mild because this Dr. Al, am I right? This monoclonal anti- antibody causes allergic reaction, severe allergic reaction in about 10 to 15% of people that take it. Yes. So that's kind of risky. To, that's kind of risky. And also, to, and also, I agree with you to hospitalize a patient. That means his symptoms is not like uh, just uh, mild symptoms. That means mm-hmm. it's elevated for mild to moderate. Mm-hmm. 
and so the fact that he's better yeah and the fact that he's better now shows you shows you good stuff about this i mean we know he's the only patient that we know he got the treatment not the placebo uh and these three days better no signs you know testing negative now for covid so everybody's gonna want this cocktail everybody's gonna want to be in this study but in this study, you might get placebo. You have three arms, okay? You have the experimental dose, low dose, experimental, high dose, placebo. Uh, so, yeah, you see, here you can get the placebo. One out of three, but, uh, I'm assuming. I, but go up to the title. It is for uh, mild, not for severe. Uh, a master protocol says intelligibly for the treatment of ambulatory patients with COVID-19. Ambulatory, which is mild. Okay. 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 So just diagnose, but maybe no symptoms, right? Or very yes. mild symptoms. Okay. Mild symptoms like okay. cough, maybe fever, maybe okay. no, no hypoxia, no really... A cold, basically. Okay. Or okay. no really... Uh, okay, that makes more sense. Pneumonia. More sense. You have to be diagnosed with you know positive test and meets one of the following. Symptomatic cohort, so symptoms consistent with COVID, with onset of uh, less than or equal to seven days before randomization or asymptomatic cohort that has no symptoms. You have to meet all of the following, no symptoms uh, occurring any time within two months prior to randomization, no positive test from a sample collected over seven days ago prior to randomization and has had no contact of any duration with an individual who has confirmed COVID-19. This would be the hard part. Uh, mm -hmm. Because how do you know? But it has, to, I guess, it has to be confirmed. Because usually, if you live with a spouse, you somebody has it, the other person then they have it too. So, right? what what's the point of that cohort, though? So, I, is it to prove that this will prevent you from getting the virus? Because if so, then you also have to show some sort of means of to come in contact with it after you start the treatment. No, no. So these both cohorts have to be diagnosed. One is symptomatic. The other one's asymptomatic. Okay. So but the okay, asymptomatic so, has to meet these three things. Oh, okay. So then why does it matter if you've come in contact with somebody with COVID? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, Dr. Al, maybe. And then on top of that, how would they become that kind of confirms that they've come in contact with somebody with COVID if they have COVID. People are obviously qualifying. Let's see how many sites were doing this. This was from June, from June. And it's uh, a lot of sites, 95 sites. They're looking for 2,000 and something patients. So yeah, it's a let's large go amount down and see. 2,104 participants. Wow, 20, yeah, 2,100. 95 sites, I don't, it, it doesn't seem too feasible. They estimate I mean, to complete us. by December 19th. So let's go to this next one. This is the same one, uh, same antibody. A immunogenicity of repeated subcutaneous doses of anti-spike SARS-CoV-2 monoclonal. What's anti-spike, Dr. L? This is the spike that's on the virus itself. They're calling it now the anti-spike uh, vaccine. Okay, the, amy the uh, immunoglobulin that they're producing in the injecting in to yeah. cover the spikes of the virus so it will not attach to the cell and start doing the infection okay. through the cell. Okay. And this is in adult volunteers. They're comparing it with placebo again, but it looks like it might be healthy volunteers. Yeah, this is like to see, this is study to see the normal immunogenicity of the body for this right. uh, but not through IV injection, through sub-Q injection. 
right. it be easier for the patient if they get approved to administer it as an outpatient just as a flu vaccine. What do you yeah. get it like? And they can even self-administer, right? Like with insulin. Uh-huh. Um, the side effects of this, like that are known, what's the known side effects of this? Uh, just allergic reaction to the product itself, mainly. Mm-hmm. And what okay. would be the combatant allergic reaction? Would Benadryl do it? Benadryl, steroids, or... So, I mean, if you in get allergic... severe cases, maybe hospitalization, if they get allergic, like uh, more severe reaction, then you have different... Uh, things to do the reason i'm asking is i with a thousand patients i can't imagine this is inpatient so is no like, this is outpatient yeah so subcutaneous then you go home you get an allergic reaction you need to be able to treat yourself so i think most <laughs> probably they keep you a couple of hours to 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 watch you to see at least in the first couple of injections sure i sure guess you the, do that not. would make sense yeah Let's go uh, really quickly through this last study. So this one, safety, tolerability, efficacy, same one, but for patients that are hospitalized with COVID. So you just saw three different types of studies. And on their pipeline, you see even more, right? You see the ones that we were talking about with the relatives or people living with the people diagnosed, uh, which they probably have it too. This one's looking for 2,900 hospitalized patients. This is hard to get. 3,000, it's really hard to get these numbers. Hospitals are not willing to take on these kind of studies. I mean, you guys know, they only have 92 sites. Yeah. What phase is this? Uh, it's probably it's phase two. one and two. Yeah, that, doesn't make a, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Typically, uh, you see that many patients as a phase four study. Well, mm. uh, phase one is usually very low on enrollment and phase two. Yeah, I think because yeah. of the pandemic. No, but this is safety, tolerability, and efficacy. So it says one, two. Yeah, but just odd the numbers that they're they're randomizing. Yeah, I think they need the those numbers. I think the FDA uh, mandated they have this number, this amount of numbers to get a clear uh, indication that it's safe, efficacy, tolerability, all that kind of stuff. So this is if you want to study. Dan, yeah, go a little bit down. Just one second. Go ahead. Okay, just there. It says phase one, two, phase three. So they are doing All the three phases at the same time. <laughs> Isn't this what Trump said, Operation Warp Speed? We need something quick. Like, you know, um, I think this is what they're doing. I think he called it Operation Warp Speed or something to get a vaccine, so, get a treatment. So each patient goes through all three phases. That's what you're going to go through phase one, that's a two-week study. Then phase two, that's two months. And then phase three, that's six months. Yeah, look, I'm not wow. kidding. I'm not kidding. Let's look. Trump warp speed. I'm telling you, this uh, for the COVID, when it came out, this is what they said. Trump's operation warp speed accelerates. This is for the vaccine. But it's also for treatments, right? So this is what you're seeing. So May, this came that- out in May. This study started in June. That's warp speed. Warp speed. <laughs> for pharma, that's warp speed. No, no, for, for the FDA, that's warp speed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that means that Trump participated in the clinical trials? No, because he... His data no. is going to be part? <laughs> it, because, I mean, he's taking an experimental drug, but he's the only one in the world to not be in a study and take it. So he's the special. Just out of curiosity, does he fall in the age guidelines, inclusion, no. exclusion? No, he's it would not qualify. I looked it up. He's uh, up. The inclusions uh, play 18 to 70, I would guess. Uh, I think it was 65. 
Wow. But okay. one of the one of the studies didn't have. Uh, I mean, it started eighteen, but it didn't have. Um, um, 18 and uh, older, so he would qualify yeah, for this one, but exactly. look, he has to he be has hospitalized. To he would have to be hospitalized first. Technically, yeah, he, he was. was. They took yeah, him. he was for three days or two days. <laughs> right, so they did take him some, you know, but he wasn't in the study. He got the actual drug. Uh, we know that for a fact. That's why he got. So he was not enrolled in the study. And that's why the he stock was not randomized. And that's why the <laughs> stock price went up 20%. And yeah, so great segue, Chris. So Trump, right here, Trump, this was before he got hospitalized, October 2nd. Then he got hospitalized, I think, on the 3rd. And then this is when we knew that he's taking the treatment. October 5th, next business day for the stock, it jumped up to 600 from 563. Okay, so maybe stayed, 8% it went up. So that's not that scary. Yeah, 8%. I know. Yeah. yeah, and then it this. dipped again to 581. I don't know why. Must have been some news. And then it's now back to kind of where it was. Uh, see, six, it's kind of where it was at the top uh, right I, now. I, I think it's the, like Trump taking the 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 vaccine did not affect a lot of the stock at all, no. completely. I think it may play a little bit role, but uh, mainly in the vaccine stocks, if you look at the the results and the uh, and the effects on the patient and everything that's what's going to affect the stocks because this is talking about big companies okay yeah multi 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 uh, million dollars companies so i don't think that uh, one person or two people affect but at the side effects of this vaccine they're investing like millions of dollars in this side effects mm -hmm. of this vaccine on on patients that need to be put in the news. This is where the stock price can go up or down. Yeah, and we're going to analyze some of these. CNBC, I don't want to play this because I don't want to get kicked off from YouTube, but um, you can go, anybody can go look at this video. Uh, Jim Cramer, don't buy Regeneron stock just because Trump says it's COVID-19 antibody yeah. works. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And these are the competitors, you know, vaccines and therapeutics. Johnson & Johnson, we're going to do a story on that one because there and Eli Lilly, the vaccine caused some. We're going to do that next week, guys. So we're going to look into that one. I think there is a lot. Hold on, hold on. Go back, back there, uh, Dan. There's a company which is uh, much better than, like, well, at least number number in phase three trial now, Moderna on the vaccine for the yeah. COVID. Well, it's not mentioned here. I it's don't know It's not mentioned, yeah. Uh, Gila, uh, Gilad is not the vaccine. It's for the Ramesvir. Yeah, therapeutics. Mm -hmm. Jim Cramer, Regeneron stock. He likes it. This was October 5th. Regeneron could receive emergency use authority from the FDA after its coronavirus treatment was given to President Trump. So maybe they're going to start using this in the hospitals with emergency use. You know, people who are really sick in the hospital is probably why the study that we just analyzed is important, right? Even though that one, they probably yeah. had this in the plans to do this. Uh, so he got the monoclonal antibodies doing better. And Jim Cramer says buy the stock, but uh, he doesn't say yeah. buy it just because of the Trump thing. So, this is a good company. Yeah. Yeah. You see they a actually, lot of education in the pipeline that they have and everything. So I think it's a good company overall. Yeah. Trump said that uh, if they get approved, he was going to give it to all the elderly uh, for free. 
Well, hopefully 15% of them don't get severe allergic reactions because that's what happens. <laughs> they would all need to be in the hospital. I heard some nasty things about the allergic reaction, like it stops you breathing and things like serious things. Yeah, it can cause for you anaphylactic shock. There you go. Okay. So that's something that... A foreign pro, uh, protein in your body. Right. Your body can react to it. And that's why it can cause like uh, uh, anaphylactic shock where they can, you can stop breathing, you can... Yeah. Have, uh, so I think the only way that they're going to allow this to be administered is in the hospitals because they're not going to allow people to self-administer this at home. You're going to, 15% of people are going to develop some kind of reaction. I know. Most probably they, until they approve it like this, it could be modified or could be having some less toxic mm. side effect. I think both of those, uh, uh, Regeneron uh, stock is, I mean, probably not right now, to buy right now just because it's a little bit more expensive but it's been kind of uh stable since like pretty much since the beginning but i i was looking the last two years and it's been stable and it's been like kind of consistently uh getting up 12 percent every year so it's not that bad i mean obviously this is not a like dan says financial advice but it not doesn't seem advice. Exactly. Yeah. Just four, <laughs> just four lunatics on the internet, uh, and that's it. So we'll you continue. Look at that. this. Sorry, we'll, you should look, you should look at everybody you watch on the internet. It's just a lunatic. We're gonna always incorporate a little bit, a little bit of financial information for you guys, and uh, always, always start with clinicaltrials.gov first because that is fundamental to what we do as researchers ourselves. Thank you guys very much for coming on. Thank you. Have an excellent rest of the day. Thank you everybody for watching and listening and we'll catch you all later. So, hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.